Welcome to Postscript. Uh, this is uh, we're working on season four, episode five, "The Calling." Uh, welcome. I'm Tom Downing. I'm Christina Zeiters, and uh, yeah, we're talking about Miss Scarlet and the Duke. Not that there is a Duke. There's yeah. no Duke in this episode, which makes me really sad. But there's kind of there's letters from him, but we know he still exists. He's definitely making an impression on this episode. <laughs> so um, uh, it, we're going to get into it and uh, just keep moving along. But um, it. We're going to be covering a lot of things. This is a spoiler alert, so uh, just... Oh, yeah, spoiler just, alert. We're yeah. going to talk about the entire episode and what happens. If you've been watching us before, so. you kind of know that we do that, but uh, just <laughs> throwing that out there. And if you have any comments or questions, do. let us know down below um, if you're watching us on YouTube. So let's get started. Yeah, let's get started. Uh, so we open at Nash and Sons, and the mailman drops off this huge sack of mail. Oh, my like, gosh. We got the post for you. Plop. Yep. And Clarence and Eliza, <laughs> they're both looking at letters in a bag. And then Nash arrives. And the letters are all applications. applications. He's, he's worried they're bills. Yeah. They're applications. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> they're applications. They place an advertisement in the paper to fill the vacant positions from all of the men who left. Yeah, so they're trying to, to refill Nash and Sons. Um, and then there's some debate about, like, uh, like Nash says that all oh. these, these applications came because he's His back. reputation. And then Eliza. You know, Eliza thinks it's because she is the female detective. They've all heard about the female detective, so yes, they're curious about of this. Of course. And then Nash <laughs> is like, whose name is above the door? Which and is a really mean, rude burn. Yeah. And then Eliza says, yours and your son's. <laughs> so there's a back, there's burn there's, back, there's return a, burn. Yeah, yeah. Back and forth over this. Yeah. Uh, so... We we see Eliza and Patrick's differences at play here because they cannot agree on a single applicant. Every no. applicant, they're like, no, 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 no. So Eliza wants somebody with a lot of experience, like traditional experience. And Patrick seems to be looking for people who might have some street smarts, uh, but not necessarily book smarts, which yes. Eliza just immediately goes, no. And she also turns one down because it was a he was a criminal. Yeah, well, which I, um, she works with criminals. Yeah, like I mean, she's worked for plenty of criminals. Clarence has a record. Yeah, I mean there are other people like that, that's, that's an asset. Yeah, and oh. Clementine and like she works with a lot of criminals. So I thought that was a little, a bit little weird. I agree. But. Yeah. <laughs> so there's there's so many letters and no like uh, ones that they work they both agree on right. and then Clarence is just caught in the he's, middle. He's just stressed out. So Clarence is just always just stressed out but trying to like. Play it cool. So his stressed out leads us right into the title (laughs) sequence. So after that title sequence goes through, we're at Eliza's place and Ivy is writing. She's writing. Eliza walks in with some laundry that she's carrying, I guess. And Ivy was uh, practicing her handwriting. Or wait, wait, no, maybe she was uh, writing a letter to Barnabas. Yep. And this is this is when Eliza's like, this isn't true. And she swipes the letter from Ivy's pocket. Yeah, yeah. Um, And it turns out she's writing to William. (gasps) And uh, Eliza is not happy. Yeah. Uh, well, about and, that. And also, uh, she, Ivy says she's writing to him because Eliza Eliza's, won't. Eliza's not writing yeah. to him. So, three letters. Uh, he sent three letters three. so far and has heard nothing from Eliza. So, Eliza is upset and angry despite what she says. She, she says she's not upset and she's yeah. not angry, but she is. And Ivy yeah. sees through that. So. <laughs> Um, so then we cut to Nash and Sons, and Eliza is still clearly missing yeah, William. She's remembering his departing words. Yeah. She opens her desk drawer and she pulls out the three letters yeah. that she has not responded to. And that's when Clarence walks in. Yeah, and to to her relief, because she needs a case. She, she needs, needs a she case needs a, she to needs get a her mind off. Yes, to get her yeah. mind off of William being gone. Uh, so. Uh, Nash has a new client, so we 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 cut to uh, the Britannia Telephone Company. Yes, this so, is the future. Yeah, 
<laughs> Welcome to the future, flying cars and such. No, um, no, we got telephones. Right. There's telephones, and this is a newfangled invention. Yeah. Um, Nash asked Eliza if she knows anything about the telephones, and she's like, no, not a lot, and then just becomes a Wikipedia article uh, entry on of, telephones. Yeah, she knows everything. Yeah. yeah. Uh, that's her superpower is, is research, and she yeah. has. So um, the telephone has been made more accessible, uh, but there was a murder at the, the Britannia Telephone Company. Yes. Uh, and they meet with a Mr. Bracewell, who is one of the owners. And um, he's also the police's prime suspect yeah. in, these, in this murder. So the, there were two men killed at the um, engineering workshop mm-hmm. by a gas explosion. Yep. And... Uh, and I guess the only reason they really believe Bracewell is the suspect is because he was supposed to be at that meeting. He was not. Yeah. Because he was arguing with his co-founder. And yeah. that's one of the people. Uh, who they, was he was arguing with his co-founder in the morning. Yes. And then he wasn't at the meeting where that co-founder died. Yes. So the, the co-founder uh, was a George Davidson. And then there was also the other uh, person who died was Alfred Baker, a young inventor yes. within the company. Yeah. So uh, we go in, we meet. Bracewell, and he's going over his ambitions for the company. He's under suspicion for murder. And he's also their client. So this causes a little bit of a, a, a conflict between right. them as well. Well, he wants this solved because, one, he doesn't want to be suspected of murder. No. And also, um, the stock exchange, the stocks are down on this news. So his company's not doing great. No. Because everyone thinks that he might be the murderer. And we learn that because Eliza's able to use the telephone oh, yeah. that's in his office. And she's actually very excited about this because... Because she's, she, never she's, used one. she's never used a telephone before. And so she gets to call the stock exchange and find out how much it is. And then yeah. Bracewell is like, yeah, it's yeah. down. Because, yeah, see, we uh, need to solve this. Yes. Um, and Bracewell, Eliza asks him all the questions that you're supposed to ask. Like, did you have any grievances with the other man who was killed? Because they already know about their his fight with Davidson. And uh, he gets really upset. Oh, yeah. And he says that he would never have murdered either man, especially Alfred Baker, who just invented a telephone and basically it would make the company rich. Yeah. So, so why would he want him dead? Yeah. So outside of the Britannia telephone company, Nash chastises Eliza about interrogating Bracewell and they challenge each other's judgment. Also, yeah, she basically calls him starstruck. Yeah. 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 <laughs> uh, uh, they, they need to visit the crime scene, and um, Eliza says, finally, something that we can agree right, on. Because they kind of uh, have the, a back the, and forth about the hiring again, and yeah, so yeah. off to the crime scene. It's now, the only thing they can they can agree on right yeah, now. They can't agree on candidates for hire. They can't agree on anything. On but whether they can, Bracewell's a bad guy. Yeah, no, no. <laughs> so Nash is frustrated, so they wind up at the uh, the Britannia Engineering uh facility which is the crime scene right and phelps is there because williams not not, almost inspector phelps he wants to he wants to make sure that eliza knows that he's basically in for that promotion uh they talk about like eliza says like why hasn't it been rubber stamped yet if it's going to happen he's kind of like angry (laughs) but nash on the other hand is very buttery smooth where eliza's harsh nash is trying to like butter up uh uh, phelps with compliments and, and eliza's just harsh and like she says that respect is earned, and Nash tries to get them inside, but, like, Phelps just shuts them down. Oh, yeah, because he—well, Phelps just doesn't like Eliza to no. begin with. Like, he's never liked Eliza. No. Uh, so Nash isn't going to undo that. But, yeah, Nash is, like, a smooth talker. Yeah. Yeah, he's, that, that's yeah. His, his method. And, uh, and That's his superpower. His superpower is, <laughs> is, is being buttery smooth with trying to get people uh, with compliments and such. Uh, but Phelps also great acting. 
Great oh. character. Yeah, I genuinely don't like him, and I'm sure he's a great guy in real life. Yeah, no, which, which <laughs> is, is perfect for But I, I mean, I like his character, but also I don't like him. So Phelps says <laughs> they can't, it says to the person who's there guarding there, don't let them in, even if the queen herself asks. Asks and says she'll hang you for treason. <laughs> yeah, yeah, so, so, so no. No, absolutely not. <laughs> Um, so back at Nash and Sons, yeah. Nash is like super annoyed that Eliza can't just yeah. play nice. Yeah, he, he says she has to learn how to play the game. Yeah, um, and he asks is, if she's sulking because her inspector left. Yeah, so William. Uh, yeah. So he he sees that she's not herself. Herself. Yeah. Um, so uh, he they, they kind of have like a little back and forth. She says she I do not sulk. She yeah, says I don't sulk. And like uh, he says good because my mother was a sulker and I won't tolerate it. And yeah. they, they both kind of <laughs> laugh about this. I uh, it's a little I made weird. A little that, note in my head because you do not you do not compare a woman to your mother unless you're like thinking of her in a partnership sort of way. Like in my maybe. in my little brain, I'm just like he would never compare her to his mother if he wasn't like thinking about. Being with her a lot. That's very Freudian, but also also kind of, also kind of weird. I, I was kind of weirded out by that a little bit personally. Okay. I was like, okay, well, I mean, definitely there's some comparisons. They laugh about it, so they're they're kind of like they um, Nash is going to set up and get some crime scene photos. So they start to actually have like a little bit of agreement on yeah, what they're going to do. Yeah, they start to make a plan. Yeah, yeah. Eliza suggests they elev- uh, investigate Alfred Baker, who's the inventor who was killed, yep. uh, by interviewing his widow. And so right, that's so we, where we go next. That's where we meet Betty Baker. Betty Baker. And she's only been married for six months. Uh, and Nash asks if there are any grudges against Alfred, her husband. Betty says that the oh, only she, one is. She knows Dan- one immediately off the top of her head, Dan- which I guess should have also been our clue. Yeah. Daniel <laughs> Archer, uh, who works at Britannia and was like the mentor for Alfred. Alfred. Yeah. Um, that uh, Daniel was. <clears throat> Daniel was jealous because the company wanted to go with Alfred's design for the telephone. Yeah. And that her husband was afraid that um, Archer was going to steal the invention and take credit for it. So he he hid it. And Archer almost found it in his office. So he hid it again. Yeah. And she doesn't know where. No. Um, so then uh, we go to meet Mr. Archer then. So uh, we're at the, the uh, Britannia Telephone Company Engineering. Um, and Eliza and Nash are interviewing Archer. Uh, and they talk about the upright was what would Baker's design the was going to be. The upright telephone, yep. Um, and Archer scoffs. He's like, Pah. And Eliza and Nash point out that what Archer, Archer had to gain with Baker and his designs being gone. Um, and Archer, like, meanwhile, Nash is, like, messing with some of yeah, the stuff Nash on Yeah, Nash just keeps on, picking up Archer's different, desk. like, telephone pieces and, like, just dropping them from, like, six inches up, just dro- dropping he's, them. He's just fiddling yeah. with things, and uh, <laughs> Archer doesn't like that. No, um, he, he dismisses them. They ask yeah. for an alibi, and he just gets so mad that Nash keeps touching his stuff he he goes stop touching my things yeah and so then we we leave there and we go back to nash and sons and nash <laughs> says well we know he has a temper um and tries to give eliza advice which right. doesn't well, really he go says the well. best way to learn a suspect's temperament is to deliberately vex the suspect to test their temperament which which she is what she, yeah she was basically doing that back at the boss's <laughs> office and he told her not to she does that naturally she yeah. doesn't even have to it's think true. about it <laughs> she just naturally vexes people so um uh, Eliza points out because she does her research that uh, the the Britannia Telephone Company telephones have three current issues: right. cost, sound quality, and a tendency to short, short circuit, <laughs> which seems like a big problem. Yeah, you don't want to get electrocuted <laughs> or, or zapped by your phone. So Eliza still considers Bracewell a suspect. Again, their client. But uh, yeah, Nash tries to direct her back to Archer, away from I guess away from Bracewell. 
and uh, mentions that Clarence did some digging on George Davidson, which is the co-founder. He has no family, no close relations, no financial issues, and no known grudges. And she says, except for the one held by his boss. And he's like, no, I think that we should move on to Archer. He she should be our prime suspect. He has motive and no alibi because yeah. he never shared his alibi. And then Clarence comes in and interrupts, and he has crime photos that he got from a friend at the Met. Yes. Um, and they look at them, and curiously, there are scorched because supposedly it was the pipe. Right, George Davidson's pipe was supposed to have ignited, ignited the flames. The, but there's scorch marks on the opposite side from the bodies, so right. that points that there's another source of ignition. So right. that's kind of weird. It's probably not the and pipe. And Eliza notices that. Yes. Yeah. So then we cut to Scotland Yard uh, where Phelps is yelling, and he's and, very yeah. busy. He's just always yelling. He's just yeah. always angrily shouting yeah. at people. He's not a happy guy. <laughs> not a happy guy usually. Um, so uh, the explosion has not been ex- uh, inspected right. yet. They're uh, hung, his, his fire experts are stuck on another case. Yeah, and, and yeah, go ahead. Nash and Eliza are there, and they uh, they they offer to help with mm-hmm. the case because yep. they want to they want to they want to know if the, there's any they can get access to the crime. They scene. They want the crime scene, and if they help solve the case, I mean, all that's all the better, especially if it's not Bracewell. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That, that, that's <laughs> particularly what Nash wants, and so uh, they they uh, Nash. Patrick makes a deal with Phelps, basically. Yeah, and you, Eliza's not happy about it. No, but Nash tells Phelps that they will solve the case for him. They will take no credit for it. They will just give him the evidence and he can take, take it as his own. Credit. Yes, he gets all the credit. And so as uh, Phelps agrees to this. Uh, and to and let, gives it, them only 10, 10 minutes, minutes at the crime 10 scene. 10 minutes. <laughs> so Nash says to Eliza, good, aren't I? You know, uh, he, he got access. <laughs> he, he proves his way is getting good at getting results. Um, maybe yeah. Eliza will take notes, which is no. No, 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 no. She no, has her own way of doing things. <laughs> so then we cut to the crime scene, which they now have access to, and Nationalizer looking for a spark source. Um, and sh- they see that underneath the telephone, the insulation on the wires yeah, seems Eli- to have been Eliza notices that it was been removed. stripped. Yeah, yeah, stripped there. The source of the spark wasn't Davidson's pipe. It was a phone call. Yes. Murder she, by phone. She, she she tests this by poking it with a wooden stick, and yeah. it just immediately sparks. sparks. Yeah. So murder by phone. Murder by telephone. Yeah. So then we cut to uh, uh, Nash and Sons. Uh, they're at the back of the office. Eliza shows off her powers of research. Patrick has charm. Eliza has exhaustive research. Yeah, Those she are their knows superpowers. there are exactly 2,512 telephones in <laughs> London. And now they have to figure out <laughs> just like, which how do you know telephone that came from. <laughs> yeah. Um, and while they're do- talking about this, Eliza and Nash share a glass of whiskey. And I was thinking, like, yeah. whenever she drinks whiskey, it's like – She's missing Williams. She there, there's like this connection. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Not, that has been established. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so they need the call log, um, and Nash suggests that he can be Inspector Bates, Scotland yes, Yard, Inspector at your service, Bates. madam. Yep, yep. Um, and uh, she goes, oh, isn't there anyone else? <laughs> uh, and so they make another plan. She's going to continue to research the telephone while Nash visits the exchange, and he kind of sits down they have a little moment where he says, I much prefer it when you're not sulking. And yeah. this is when we find out she doesn't sulk. She broods. No, no. <laughs> and it shows that Nash cares. So this is there's, there's maybe some development there yeah. relationship-wise. Although, the, I mean, this 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 episode is more about the case, I would say. There's like little relationships. There's, there's tiny little things where Nash shows um, some affection by showing that he actually cares about her and what's actually happening in her life. Yeah. And um, it's mostly Nash – Kind of trying to get in with 
Eliza, yes. I think, like, earn her trust and respect again. The, the, there's definitely more movement on his yeah. side. Yeah. And so, like, uh, he, he notices that she's sulking or brooding. Yeah. And uh, ask, like, asks if it was due to her inspector leaving again. He asks yes. this, in a much softer way softer. than he did earlier in the episode. But Eliza's dismissive, and she just says, Inspector Bates is waiting. Like, yeah. basically saying, like, you need she's, to go be Inspector Bates. Yeah. And so he <laughs> leaves, but then we ha- we're, we're ending on a shot of her just kind of being, like, pensive yeah. and just kind of thinking, thinking. about it. Stuff. So Thinking then, about everything. So then we cut to the telephone exchange where Nash, Inspector and Bates. Inspector Bates is there. And he, he's going to talk to a Mr. Underwood who is like he walks past all these uh, women who are like busy, like They're changing. The operators. Yeah, the yeah. operators are changing, like, uh, you know, connecting people left and right. Uh, Mr. Underwood is like their their uh, manager, I guess. Yeah, he, he's he has his little headphones on so he can listen in to the girls, which, again, is there's a, a is, clue. That's a clue. <laughs> so uh, he uh, Nash asks to see the call log for the 21st of September, which is when the murder. <laughs> took place underwood asks to see yeah well at first, it, at first he starts walking off to get the log but you know, then he goes oh wait these calls are confidential you understand i need to see your warrant yeah because he was hoping like yeah. nash was hoping he could just like yeah like pretend to be an inspector i feel like he should have just been like oh uh i left it back at the station i'll be back later and like get one from phelps since phelps maybe wants him to solve the case but, but uh, no, he just immediately gives a, gives caves. it up. Yeah, he caves and which, just says, "Okay, I'm not an inspector, I'm uh, a private <laughs> investigator, but I'm willing to pay you. Here's a potential bribe," yeah. and he gets kicked out. <laughs> this is where the they they flip the switch because when he says, "I'm a oh. private detective," and the uh, Mr. Underwood goes, "A what? A what?" <laughs> yeah, so yeah, he gets he gets booted though. Nash gets uh, the treatment that Eliza usually gets, uh, yeah, and then he gets kicked out, out on the street. And he's lucky he's not being reported to the police. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Also threatened for that. So then we cut to Nash and Sons, and Eliza is carrying a book because she's good at research. And she looks like Belle from yeah. Beauty and the Beast. Oh, yes, she does. <laughs> yeah. So uh, the Clarence comes in with Alfred Baker's contract with Britannia, and Bracewell and Davidson were uh, in the contract were to get 45% of the profits each. Yes. And, and Alfred Baker was to get a paltry 10%. Only 10%. 10% for all his work. So, and then also that all profits go to the remaining members and cause of death. So, right. like, uh, that's also motive why Bracewell might be the, right. the suspect. This is where I'm like, Bracewell looks very guilty right now. Yeah. I think Eliza was right because yeah. he would re- receive all of the profits. And then just then, Betty Baker, uh, Alfred Baker's wife, comes in. Yes, and this should have been our clue that she should be considered, but we did not think of this at the time. <laughs> so, yeah. <laughs> they just always show up. Um, so, so we go back to Betty's place because Betty heard someone leaving her home when she returned back from visiting Alfred's mother. Mm-hmm. And the police haven't come, so Betty called – well, she visited Eliza because Eliza earns the trust of women very easily because she is a woman. They yes. want to deal with her. And Eliza confirms she did the right thing. And she asks if anything's missing. Yeah, and Betty doesn't think so. But then Eliza looks over and sees this. There's a three-volume set, and the middle volume is missing, yeah, volume, volume two. two. So inventions that change the world. And they were his favorite. They were Alfred's favorite Alfred's books. Alfred's favorite books. So this is where we're going to take a break. Yep. And uh, when we get back, we're going to be outside the telephone exchange because Nash needs a different way in. Yeah, because he got booted out. <laughs> After you subscribe on your favorite podcast app or at youtube.com slash at WITF Mosaic, like and comment on the videos to share your thoughts or email us at ps at WITF.org. 
You can also like, share, and comment on Postscript Shorts on Facebook at WITF.org or Instagram at WITF.org. We love that you're with us week after week to track down the drama of Miss Scarlet and the Duke. Help keep us going with a gift of support. Go to WITF.org slash mosaic to make a gift of $5 or $10 or whatever fits your budget. Your gift helps WITF bring you more of what you love. Welcome back. We are going to meet Nash outside of the telephone exchange because he's been booted out. He needs a different way in and he's found a connection, although he's not the friendliest connection that there is. No, no. <laughs> I should say it's, it's night. It's 8 p.m. Um, and he's looking at his pocket watch and Eliza shows up and notes that Inspector Bates was thwarted. Nash acknowledges yeah. that it is now on plan B and Nash found who? He Oh, I can't remember the name, it's, but he found somebody that he put away for fraud. Yeah, it's um, El- Elmer Goodhart. Okay, he's good, the night, he's oh, night right. shift manager. There's nothing good about him. <laughs> no, no. And Eliza tells Nash about the missing book and that she has a theory. <laughs> and that, I love I love his line. He goes, oh, good. I like it when you say that. Yeah. It makes me feel warm inside. Warm inside. <laughs> I like it when you have theories. It's good. Then <laughs> uh, the theory is that the book that was missing contained the plans for Alfred Baker's new telephone design, the ones that Daniel Archer was after. And right. So then we uh, Elmer Goodhart shows up at the uh, the telephone exchange, uh, but then a yeah, weird they thing start happens. walking over, and then they have to duck back because, because Mr. Underwood walks out, yeah, and, and, and he's getting in a carriage that's yeah. his personal carriage, and he's just a manager. Mm. Yeah, it was very it's not enough money. No, it's there's some, something odd there. He's getting <laughs> he's getting some some money from somewhere. Yeah, so that's math also isn't a clue. Mathing, no, math is, math is not <laughs> mathing. Um, yeah, uh, so they enter the telephone exchange, and yeah. Elmer Goodhart. Uh, being the good person that he yeah, is. Well, the bribed person that yeah. he is. <laughs> he, uh, he gives them the call log for September 21st. And the call log was ma- uh, made, the call that was made that, that killed the, the two men. Yes. Was made, surprise, from Bracewell's the, office. Yeah, the, the, the Britannia Telephone Company's the main office where Bracewell has his own phone, the same phone that yeah. Eliza was so excited to use uh, to make a call to the stock exchange is the, the murder, murder weapon. weapon. <laughs> murder weapon by phone. <laughs> So uh, Nash is not happy. No, he he kind of has this face that goes, ah, oh, crap. Yeah, because Just like their clients might be right. Their clients, the suspect. Yeah, so. so they go to a bar afterwards, and Nash doesn't want to talk with uh, uh, with Bracewell Mm-mm. about the, this new evidence that definitely implicates Bracewell. So because he's a well he's a well paying client, and if they approach him and say we think you might be the murderer, he's going to fire them, and they won't get their fee. Yeah. No, that's that's yeah. uh, so. This is this is the point where I want to say uh, this points out the main difference between Nash and Eliza, and is also the reason why I think that they will <laughs> never be together. Is because at least as long at least as long as Nash continues to put money over the truth, and so like like this, as long as that that that's that's at odds between the two characters. This is the biggest hoop. Yeah, that they have to get through. Well, if, if he's ha- going to be a serious love interest for Eliza. Nash has to get through, I think. I think that yeah. he has to, to 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 soften a bit on that. He has and to like, have some integrity. Yes. Yeah. Very important. Yeah. So I'll save my commentary for Nash for the very end because okay. I have I have some thoughts and I don't know if I'm like Eliza or not, but I, I respect your confidence in this because he orders her. He later orders her to yeah. say nothing to Bracewell, which we all oh. know if you order Eliza, Eliza hates it 
And she's going to do it anyway. Yes. <laughs> she's going to do the things she wanted to do. Yeah. So, <laughs> yeah, we, she, we know she hates it because immediately after that, we're at Eliza's house. And Eliza's venting to Ivy about Nash. And Ivy. She calls him pigheaded yeah. and stubborn, maybe. I can't remember. And she's like, before you say anything, I'm neither of those things. <laughs> I, mean, I was like, I wasn't saying anything. Um, but she was thinking it. Yeah. And so uh, Ivy kind of changes the subject and says that uh, William wrote her again. And William wants to know if you're upset with him. Yeah. Um, Ivy knows that Eliza's angry with William. Yes. Ivy's known Eliza since a long time ago. Yeah. So which, she can read the body language. And obviously if somebody just like up and like a childhood friend just up and leaves you with like a declaration of love. And by the way, I, I'll see you in a year. Yeah. Uh, that's normal. You would be mad. <laughs> <laughs> so Ivy tries to tell a story about Eliza when she was little and Eliza just shuts her down. And uh, Ivy's like, you have no idea what story was going to be. And Eliza's like, it was going to be about the dog, uh, wasn't it? And Ivy's like, fine. fine. <laughs> it was going to be about the dog. Ivy's frustrated. And Eliza yeah. can sort it out herself. And Eliza admits to being angry with I- uh, with William. Mm-hmm. And Ivy points out that this, uh, Eliza doesn't know what she wants. Yes. That, and, that, and that is why William left. To give both of them time. That's the real reason. To figure out what they want. So Eliza takes a front by Ivy's very clear, you know, this is what's going on. And so Eliza leaves. Yeah, she gets mad uh, because she's getting this at work too. Like, Nash is picking out everything that he thinks she's doing wrong. Now Ivy's doing the same thing, and they both seem to think that Eliza can't make a decision for herself. Which is true. And so she just leaves. She storms out. Yeah. And They're so having a little fight. It's yeah. okay. It's going to be okay. It's okay. And, and <laughs> since since uh, Nash ordered her not to do this, she definitely goes right to Bracewell's right. office. Uh, and Eliza tells Bracewell everything. And Brace- yeah, she, she confronts him with the evidence. Yeah. I mean, all the evidence makes him Pointing look really to, bad. To you, yeah. Mr. Bracewell. <laughs> so Bracewell's not happy about being accused, uh, reveals that he couldn't have made the call because he wasn't there, like he said. He was in Ealing involved with a secret negotiation with the United Telephone Company to buy them out. Right. To be fair, he should have just said that from the start yep. because that would have really helped them out. That would have taken they, him yeah. out. They, 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 would have <laughs> been... they would have eliminated him entirely right off the bat. And so at this point, I have in my notes, aha, it's Mr. Underwood, the the operator at the the, the <laughs> telephone, like because uh, he listens in. We know he listens, he listens in. in. And yeah. I was like, aha, it's yep. going to be him. Um, so Bracewell also rightly points out that he can't profit from a telephone that no longer exists. Right. So Eliza shares that Baker made copies of the plans. Yeah, she said, of course you knew that. And Bracewell says, I did not know know that. And now I want you to get me the plans immediately or else I will contract, you know, Patrick Nash and let him know that that Bracewell is going to fire. He's going to fire the agency. Yeah. So we cut back to Nash and Sons. And, and a little bit of time has gone by. I rewound. I Last night I watched again. She's wearing the same outfit. So I think it's the same day, but she did not immediately go get plans. No. Some time passed. No, no, no. <laughs> Some time passed. So uh, Nash asks Eliza where she's been, which he probably already knows. Uh, <laughs> and she says she's been in Ealing. And Nash shares that Bracewell has, did indeed. He fired them via telegram. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Nash asks Eliza why she was in Ealing, and Eliza was checking Bracewell's alibi. Oh, and it all stands up. It's, 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 so, yeah. so he wasn't there. Um, so someone else made the phone call. Yep. And uh, Nash goes to sweet talk Bracewell at this point. Yeah. He wants to get that money. And as he's on his way out, he almost bumps into Clarence, who comes in. Nash leaves. Clarence comes in, stating that Archer has been making cash withdrawals from his bank for the last six months. Yeah. So in my mind, I'm like, 
it's Archer, Archer and Underwood. <laughs> They're together. Something this seems so clear. <laughs> like, I actually am going to get this one. I was really excited. You were like, I'm going to solve this I, case before they I do. I solved, well, I, I just, I'm like, it's them. It's, it's them. Good. So, uh, which should have been my first clue that I had it wrong because I just, I've never been very good at this. So, right, and yeah. I think I've only solved one. <laughs> I'm, I'm really well, bad Well, I mean, at that's a better track record than I have, so it's <laughs> fine. So, uh, okay, anyway. So, yeah, um, we find out that Archer, well, first, Eliza's kind of like, yeah, yeah, okay. But then we find out Archer just made a large withdrawal just an hour ago. And so she says, time to check that out. And I'm thinking payment for the plans, which I'm thinking that's for the plans, but it's uh, not because it's nope. something. No, I'm It's, I'm, I'm it's something else, but ultimately so, it was for the plans. Sort of. Kind of. <laughs> yeah. So outside uh, the Britannia Telephone Company, Eliza follows Archer and he walks to meet with... Mr. Underwood. Yep. They're and both looking real guilty right now. They exchange envelopes. Yep. Money so, for something. Money for something. I was thinking of plans, but it's not the plans. <laughs> I find out. Because so, we find out. She goes immediately to Archer's office. She beats him there. Yeah. Um, so and Archer returns and is surprised to find Eliza sitting in his office. and she At ho- his desk. Yeah. At his desk. And she just ho- makes herself cozy. Yeah. And she's she's <laughs> she's holding the stolen book from uh, Baker's yep. home, Inventions That Changed the World, Volume 2, with Baker's Designs. This is when I found out it wasn't plans exchange for the plans. It's He already had the plans. He was yeah. getting something else. So... Eliza says, you want to make Alfred Baker's design and pass it off as your own. And you needed him out of the way to do so. Yeah. So there's a motive. And Archer's like, well, I, they should be my plans partly anyway since I was his mentor. He learned everything from me. So it's, it's it, you know, he's yeah. trying to justify it's, it. It's, it. It makes him not look great. So <laughs> Eliza asks to see the contents of the envelope Archer paid Underwood for. And Archer just gives her the envelope. Well, and he hesitates for a moment. But then he does give it to her. Yeah, and and Eliza opens it, and it's it, and it's written in code, uh, a Pittman shorthand. Mm-hmm. And so I was thinking, well, maybe that's why he gave it so so readily because, because he's he's like, hey, here you go, you can have it, but you can't read it anyway. But then Eli- I think I think that was part of it because he looks visibly uh, distraught after she says, "Oh, I've studied this. My my father made me yeah. study this." She just happens to like she oh, recognizes no, that it like- is Pittman's shorthand, yeah. and uh, yeah, so. Um, Eliza knows it was him. Archer points out that uh, Eliza has no proof that it was him. So she, right. Eliza's like, I know that you're the murderer. Right. All, all she has is a transcript of the calls between Alfred Baker and Davidson, which doesn't necessarily say he murdered them. It's not. It's, not, it's, not, it's it Nothing's going to hold like up a in connection. court. Yeah. So she knows. She's like, uh, it's Archer. It's Archer. And, Archer's the And murderer. Underwood's involved. And so they're back at Nash and Sons, and Eliza's pacing back and forth, and Nash returns, having made amends with Bracewell. Um, but he doesn't share what he said uh, uh, when he described oh, yeah, he Eliza jo- to Bracewell. He jokes that she probably doesn't want it now. Yeah, so it sounds like it. it's something terrible. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so, uh, but Eliza s- does admit that that to, to Nash, uh, you he were right. right. And Nash says, about what? And Eliza says, Daniel Archer. Now we just have to prove that he's the murderer. He's the murderer, yep. So they go back to the telephone exchange. Yep. And they confront Underwood because we know Underwood is involved in this because he's exchanging uh, transcripts, and um, he's being paid for them. So. And, and, and Underwood says to Nash, oh, and I see you've brought your wife. Oh, and oh, yeah. Eliza's like, I'm not, not his, his wife. wife. This time they're not married no. for this no. for this ruse. Yeah. Uh, so <laughs> Nash and Eliza are there. Uh, they're looking over the transcripts of the private telephone calls, and Underwood claims ignorance. 
Eliza shows that Underwood's handwriting matches the handwriting on the day of the murder in the logbook. Right, and, and that all of the logs are in his handwriting, which doesn't match the rest of the logbook. Uh, for that day. All for the that, logs yeah. for that day for are that day, in his yeah. handwriting. Yeah, yeah, so, yeah. Yeah. Sorry. And so uh, this is when Underwood shares something that changes this whole it case. changes everything. <laughs> uh, he was getting blackmailed. He has a letter of blackmail. He just pulls it out. He just keeps it in his desk yeah, well, for some reason, but he pulls it out. Case of emergency break glass, here's a, you know, a, a blackmail letter. So... Uh, the he he was blackmailed to lie about where the call actually came from. So the logbook says it came from Bracewell's office, but it actually did didn't. not come from Bracewell's office. Uh, this is another diversion. It actually came from a public phone in Farrington. Yeah. And so now they're on a different trail. Whoever the blackmailer is, it must be the murderer. Yeah. And so outside of, uh, of that, uh, when they leave, Eliza wants to check the handwriting of the blackmail letter to the other logs to try to figure Call out. Figure out, figure out who, who someone, wrote it because they think it's somebody who worked for the, the, the um, exchange. exchange. Yeah. So Nash is going to go to Farringdon to get the records. Uh, and I was like, is this a misdirection? Because we only have uh, Underwood's word that there was a phone call in Farringdon. So maybe I was thinking it might have been a red herring, and it wasn't. Right, though, and he's just trying to throw him off by yeah. some time. Yeah. So uh, Nash shares the, what what he said to uh, Bracewell. Mm, in, 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 he, yeah. It wasn't disparaging comments no, that he said. No, it was really nice things. Yes, and he actually says that that she was... Do you want me to? Go I ahead. have the exact quote down. A talented detective with the utmost integrity. Yeah. So that's how he sweet-talked Bracewell was to say, Eliza's really good at her job and she has a lot of integrity. And will you please take us back and pay us for this case? Because we know it's not you. Which speaks well about speaks well <laughs> about Nash and also kind of speaks well about Bracewell to actually like yeah, take, actually take, the, take it back, back on yeah. with those. So um, we go to Farringdon, uh, the Telegraph office. Um, they don't keep records. The person there who's working there uh, says that not many people use the phone. Yeah, not a lot of people use the phone. They don't understand how it works, and so they're not really interested in it. Which makes it easier to identify the person who yeah. was there. Who actually did use the phone and that, before, that one time this week. And before we find out who that is, we cut away, <laughs> so we don't know. So, we don't know. So we're at the telephone uh, exchange, and uh, Eliza's comparing handwriting, and she finds she, a match. She's like, got you. And so at the telephone yeah. exchange, Eliza says to Underwood, uh, points to the BL, and... And, uh, and asks who who that who the initials belong and we, to. we find out that uh, that person was Elizabeth Landing, who left six months ago. Yeah, because she got married yeah. to somebody who worked at Britannia. Yeah. Oh, uh, no. And she was the one who wrote the blackmail letter. So her fiancé worked there at Britannia, like you said. And we find out. So uh, Eliza asks, why would she sign her initials B and not E? And that's when Patrick shows up and goes, because she called herself Betty. <gasps> because he found that out it's when he was always the wife. Farringdon. No. It was the wife. It was <laughs> Betty all along. So... <laughs> Uh, and I said, it's it, the inventor's wife. It's an inside job. Uh, so then we cut to, to Betty Baker's house. house. Yeah. And this is like, it's so heartbreaking um, because she, I mean, cold hearted killer. Yeah. This plan was to murder people. I did not. <laughs> I did not see this coming at but, all. But uh, she wanted Davidson and Bracewell dead. Um, but Alfred was an accident. Because I forgot that, like, Bracewell was supposed to be Bracewell at the meeting. Bracewell was supposed to be at the meeting. And Alfred wasn't supposed to be at the meeting. No. So that's why this is. wasn't it's, supposed to be there. She had taken Alfred's keys, stripped the wires, punctured the gas line, and then made the call. So, so she was going to just take out Bracewell. She was going to take out Davidson. And then because Alfred is the only remaining person on this contract he would get all the profits. 100% of the profits, phone. which she thought that was due to him because of all his hard work. Right. And like, uh, so, but still if like, they, I think if they had split it, 
if they had split it more evenly, if it hadn't been 45, 45, this might not 10, even have been a thing. she wouldn't have even thought of it. Uh, but she yeah. wanted Alfred to have what he deserved. And um, unfortunately, he got murdered instead. Yeah. And she uh, <laughs> says her life is over. She killed her husband, yeah. which is heartbreaking. But she did try to murder two people. She did people. try to murder. I mean, she did murder two people. Yeah. It was just one of them was unintentionally her, her husband own, her own instead husband. of somebody else. So uh, that's not great for her, no. but she's kind of resigned to her fate. Like, she, I don't think she she's ready to just. So the case is is solved, it's but solved. then then we have to, things have to fall where they may. So they're back at Scotland Yard and Eliza they turns did. to Nash and she says, I don't think I can, <laughs> I don't think I can do this. She uh, has to, yeah, she has to hand over all the information to Phelps and let him yeah. Nash, take credit for Nash it. Nash is like, we gave Phelps our word and Eliza's reluctant. Giving Phelps credit would seal his promotion. That yep. like yeah. he could take William's place forever. Yes. Like my, my question was, what happens when William returns if his job isn't there for him at oh, Scotland Yard? Maybe that'll work out though, because maybe he'll become a private investigator. Fingers crossed. Yeah, that might work. Phelps can get the <laughs> I inspector don't know job. What they're doing? So, uh, so uh, Nash yeah. points out that Eliza will have to deal with Phelps anyway, yep, she's and so have to she learn ha- how to just. It. She has to give him the win. And so Nash hands the evidence over to Eliza. Eliza gets out of the carriage, walks over to Phelps, and gives hands him the it. gives him the the evidence. And Phelps says, um Just to rub it in. Just remind me, who solved this case? And Eliza s- says, You did, Detective Phelps. Yeah. And then he's like, And did I get any help at all? And Eliza says, No, no Detective Phelps. <laughs> and Phelps winks. And he says, he says, it is a really cringy wink. It's a I cringy watched wink. when I watched again, I was yeah. just like, eh. uh, and he says, that's the right answer. Oh. Oh, and so. she looks really disgusted with herself. As she should. She looks back at Patrick. We see Patrick. He's just like basically going, yeah, yeah, thumbs, thumbs up. up. Yeah, you okay. did it. Good job. <laughs> um, and so uh, back at Nash and Sons, uh, Eliza walks by this long oh, line yeah, of a long line of men. Yeah. Out the outside. Door. So these are all candidates. Uh, and, uh, we find out that because Eliza basically gave a little bit with in regards to Phelps, yep. Nash gave a little bit and invited all the applicants that Eliza wanted. Yep, a show of faith. And he also mentions that she's going to be the one working with them, so she should be the one interviewing them. Yep. And he he leaves. Oh, before oh, he well, leaves. Oh, before he leaves. Yes, there's, there's a little exchange. There's also the tele- a, he also points out there's a, a new telephone on the wall. Um, so uh, yep. he uh, Eliza says to keep checks on me while you're in Paris, and Nash is offended. Yeah, he's like, no, to be on the forefront of innovation. Oh, of course, because of course. he is on the, the forefront of innovation. He's, he's um, so innovative. And then Eliza <laughs> points out that telephones can't reach overseas currently. Yeah, the, um, the technology isn't, isn't there. Yeah, yeah. And of course, Nash Nash knew that. Of course, of she, course, she lays it on like, in sarcasm. Of course, of course I um, know. Eliza laughs. And then Nash leaves. Um, so back at <laughs> Eliza's house at, at nighttime, Ivy's cutting cauliflower, and Eliza helps skin some potatoes. And you pointed out she only she only helps with chores if she's feeling guilty. <laughs> yes. That's the only time she's ever in the kitchen actually helping with anything is when she feels bad about it. So Eliza and Ivy ask if they're still angry with each other, and they're not. They hug. Yeah, they they hug, hug it out. It's really nice. And uh, Eliza admits that she is upset and she's missing William. Yeah. Ivy suggests maybe it would help if you actually just replied to William. You might feel better. 
And uh, it was cute because Eliza says, you're right. You're always right. And she's like, tell that to Barnabas. I've been telling him. <laughs> it's, it's, it's so cute. <laughs> and Eliza hates cauliflower. Yeah. And Ivy says, you'll eat what I cook for you, young lady. Yeah, that's one of their standard lines. And then Ivy leaves. Uh, first, she places paper in a pen on the Oh, on the table. yeah, yeah, yeah. Just, yeah. just here you go. Yeah, the exact same table that William wrote his letter from. Uh, and that's. It just dawned on me. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, and so. <laughs> then, and then uh, uh, Eliza's remembering when she first met William back in the mm-hmm. Origins episode. Back they're in the really, they're episode. U- it's a great episode. They're, when they she have- walks in, her breath is just taken away by this dirty boy. <laughs> <laughs> and so Eliza starts to write back to William. Yes, and she says uh, that thing. She's glad things are going well for him, and that it's been an interesting week here, but a good one on balance. Yeah. And that's how the episode ends. Really, really cute. Yeah. So. A little yeah. bit of growth on her part. Not much character development between her and Nash, in my opinion. But you right. have something to so, say. So uh, I'm trying to figure out why I like Nash. Because nobody else seems to like Nash as, like, a potential love interest for Eliza. And I think it's because he's kind of a little project. <laughs> oh. He is. I mean, he's charming. He's good looking. But he's also a little bit of a project for her. And I personally uh, always liked projects. <laughs> so, like, my thought is. Eliza can fix him. He's, like, he's just good enough that you can see potential in him. Okay, and so yeah. that's where I think I that's, like him. Because yeah. I see potential in him. Okay. And so I think that with Eliza's guidance, he might. He might end up having some integrity, but also, like, he's shown that he really respects her. Yes. And that ultimately is what she wants, is somebody who respects her and lets her does what she wants to do. And he ultimately does that. But, yeah, he's just, he feels a little bit like a project. And I think that's why I like Patrick Nash, because he's he's just bad enough. He's not a bad, he's not a bad boy. He's just bad enough. Counterpoint. Um, <laughs> William is even more of a project. He, well, he, but, but he, he's, he's already possessed. He's, he's already like, professed his love. So right, and he's also established and like on the right side of society. Though, oh, good too. point. Okay, where Nash is kind of like he's had, to, he's had to work to build up Nash and Sons. Like he came to England. True, and he had some prejudice against him because he's Irish. We established that earlier, yes. and like the reason he's like, no, we got to take this money is he's trying to save Nash and Sons. Yeah, the, the London. So office. I think part of it, part of his lack of integrity, is that he just does not want to see his business fail. Mm-hmm. So I feel like all of those things are workable, but yeah, he's he's kind of more. He's more closely aligned with Eliza's, like, trying to make it in a world that doesn't want to see him make it. Yeah. Oh, that's true, yeah. I mean, not to the point that she experiences it with, like, you're a what every time somebody meets her as a female private detective. They, but they do have a lot in common. They they are very similar. So I, I don't I don't know. I don't know if I feel exactly <laughs> like that, but I I, 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 could, I, I agree okay. I agree with your point. I'm though. just stating my case for No, Patrick no, no. He, he, he is a bit of a project. <laughs> I'm still <though>. Team William. <laughs> I, I agree with you there. So uh at this point, if you're if you're still with us, thankfully, uh definitely let us know what you think about this uh yeah. down below if you're watching us on I YouTube. Would, I would love to hear people's thoughts on Nash. I expect that I have an unpopular opinion here. Well, uh, there's there's always some options. We didn't see we haven't seen much of Fitzroy in this episode. No, or Fitzroy too. wasn't wasn't in here. No, Phelps. He probably doesn't like working with Phelps. I probably mean, not. they they work together now, but I haven't watched ahead, so I don't Phelps. know what happens in the next episode. Uh, there was a little bit of a so, preview at the end. Of the yeah, episode. The, the next episode Nash is 
Nash something. Nash did something. Oh, that's he's right. He's being I, suspected. He's he's a murder suspect now. And so, uh, yeah, she just put all of her eggs in the Nash and Sons basket, and now she has to prove that he's not a murderer, and it doesn't look great for him. No. And producer Amy mentioned that she watched it, and she doesn't know what they're doing, so now I'm really stressed out about watching the next episode. <laughs> uh, the show's going to be called Miss Scarlet and Patrick Nash is what it's going to be. So, yeah. <laughs> Miss Scarlet. Just Miss Scarlet and no no sons, no oh, daughters, okay. no, 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 no Duke. No Nash and sons, yeah. It's just, just Miss Scarlet. Miss Scarlet. <laughs> As it probably should have been, but it's... Yeah, yeah. there's, there's got to be a love story. That's story. <laughs> so I guess we're going to have to see you next week. So yep. stick with us then for then, and we can check it out, see what happens. Yep. See you later. Thanks for sticking around for the credits. Postscript is produced by Amy Beeler and John Ferreras for WITF. You'll find it on your favorite podcast app and at youtube.com slash at WITF Mosaic. Follow WITF on Facebook at WITF.org or Instagram at WITFORG to see episode shorts and be sure to leave a comment or send us an email at ps at WITF.org. You can support Postscript by making a gift at WITF.org slash mosaic. <laughs>